Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. Alex Kerfoot will now try and win it for Toronto. Seventh round, bottom off, Kerfoot, speed, right circle, fake, shoots, scores, kept it low, and the Toronto Maple Leafs have won a shootout tonight here in Washington. A final score as the Capitals are taken down 4-3, to three. the shootout winner in the seventh round for Alex Kerfoot. This is Caps This Morning. With John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. Alex Ovechkin injured and does not return in a loss to Toronto. Capitals a gutsy effort at home that ends in shootout defeat. And a look at the playoff picture as the final week of the regular season begins. Good morning, everybody. It is Monday, April 25th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear, the faster way into Capital One Arena. The Capitals returned home last night from a successful road trip, battled hard, but ultimately lost 4-3 in a shootout to the Toronto Maple Leafs. The first time since 2003-2004, the Capitals did not win a game against Toronto in any season. But the end result was overshadowed by a scary sequence early in the third period. Alex Ovechkin injured early on in the period tripped up by Leafs goaltender Eric Schalgren. he missed the rest of the game no update after the game last night from head coach Peter Laviolette and as the fan base holds its breath Ben there's not going to be practice today either the Capitals have canceled practice they're still going to do the team picture this morning they say Alex Ovechkin will be there for it which we would certainly expect the only bit of good news Peter Laviolette didn't say anything hadn't talked to the trainers TJ Oshie said he did talk to him and Dr. Oshie said he's going to be fine or at least he thinks he's going to be fine so at least although I'm not really quite ready to trust number 77's medical judgment at least there was something mildly encouraging but the truth is that we don't know and when they take the ice for the morning skate tomorrow morning before the New York Islander game perhaps we will know more but the fact that there won't be practice today we're not going to know much today like we thought we might. Yeah and Certainly the antenna goes up the way it unfolded last night against Toronto. The tumble that he takes into the end boards, Alex Ovechkin, and I'll say real quick, I didn't like Eric Schalgren and the Maple Leafs extending his stick. He was poke-checking for a loose puck and then did an extra jab, and that's what caused Ovechkin to fall awkwardly into the end boards. And then once he's down there and he's down for as long as he is and you know several moments on the ice and grimacing in pain, didn't look good, and then to go off into the dressing room, the way it all unfolded, and then to find out he wasn't returning last night, that too is very rare. We've seen Ovechkin from time to time get nicked up, look banged up. A few minutes later, he's back on the ice, back to normal. Certainly, this is concerning if you're the Capitals, and we'll see over the coming days, starting tomorrow morning, an update perhaps on his status, but certainly big picture. I mean, we can go on and on about how valuable he is to the team and the impact he makes and the numbers he puts up. This would be just a, a terrible, terrible loss if it's for any extended period of time. You just hope over the coming days, if he is out, maybe it's for precautionary reasons, and they work to get him up to full speed or as close to it for a postseason run. It was staying down. It was throwing the helmet down the tunnel that we could see. Obvious frustration from him. You never see him stay down. All things that are not good signs or at least very disturbing to see. But again, we're not going to know anything today. 
Hopefully tomorrow he is able to take part in the morning skate, and after a couple of days, perhaps it's not as serious as it originally appeared. Let's talk a little bit more about the game last night, Ben. It had a playoff feel to it against the Leafs. Good defensively for the most part. The 200-foot game continuing to round into form for the most part. The last nine minutes didn't go as well as the Caps would have liked. T.J. Oshie making mention of that after the game as well. But both teams were coming in weary. Both teams battled hard. The Leafs end up rallying. I say still a lot to like from what we saw last night, even though the team itself and a couple of players a little more critical of what happened in the last 10 minutes. I thought by and large, all things being equal of what they'd done in the last 12 days, I thought it was just a tough beat as much as it was anything else. Yeah, they should have won. They should have won, though. That's the frustrating thing from a Capitals perspective. Not only was the game there for the taking, up by two with fewer than 10 minutes remaining in the third period against an equally road-weary Toronto Maple Leafs team playing their second in as many nights and without several key cogs from their lineup, but just the way they played, to your point, for the most part... Solid defensively and a big difference, right, compared to 10 days prior when they were in Toronto and they were trading chances and there were defensive breakdowns galore. I would say since that game in Toronto, John, the the end of the road trip, the win in Colorado, even the OT loss in Vegas, a shutout win against, albeit, you know, not a very good Arizona team, but you, you look at the past week, they've shown glimpses of clamping down defensively, still could clean it up further, but I think it's trending in the right direction. I think that bodes well come postseason time and the physicality with which they played last night against Toronto also a very encouraging sign I like the way they played that's why even more so it's frustrating from a Cavs perspective that ultimately they only got one point not two and here's one of the things that was trending in the right direction two goals in just over a minute time after Ovechkin goes to the room and there's an obvious letdown and an obvious concern for him you get a terrific goal from Lars Heller then it was Connor Sherry beating Marcus Johansson I like the fact that the middle six forwards going back to Anthony Mantha in the game in Montreal. Marcus Johansson did it in Denver. I like where they're at in terms of getting goals from other people. Let's hope that they don't need them as much and Alex Ovechkin is able to come back. But if Alex is out for any length of time, those middle six contributions are about to be a whole hell of a lot more important. You're right. And one of the big storylines, big picture for the season as a whole, you think back to earlier this year, you think about the midseason lull, January, February, that was noticeably absent. And to the point that Brian McClellan even acknowledged leading into the trade deadline. It's partly why there was the appetite to go out and acquire a Marcus Johansson. You wanted to bolster that middle six. You wanted that secondary scoring. It's nice to see Eller doing it. And it's nice to see Mantha healthy and Oshie healthy and Backstrom back to health. So you've got the pieces there. And over the past few weeks, certainly seeing them contribute, find the back of the net and produce offensively. And to your point, here's hoping you don't need to rely on it even more, given the status of Ovechkin. But uh, we'll wait to see that. But at least... An encouraging sign that those guys are trending in the right direction with the contributions offensively. There was a really strange sequence last night in the second period where both teams had power play goals that were taken off the board. Jason Spezza thought he had one. Upon further review, Leafs were offside. A little while later, it looked like TJ Oshie had his second goal of the game on the tip of an Alex Ovechkin shot. And a strange review, and one that we can give you a little bit more explanation here. Toronto challenged for a missed game stoppage event. You can do that. It's more rare than offside or goalie interference that we all see a bunch. If something happens that should have stopped the game, like an example here, the puck goes up and hits the protective mesh. The referees miss it. It comes back into play. You can do that. 
The hand pass is a little rare as Carlson had it roll up his arm and it came off his hand and he kind of made a, a tossing motion as he was at the half board and the puck continues behind the net and they end up scoring on the play. That's some eagle eyes from the Toronto <laughs> video folks to be able to come up with that, but they do when the goal comes off the board. It's the right call, but yeah. it's weird, not one we've seen. I didn't even see Carlson close his hand on the puck, though, so I was surprised that it was ruled that he, what, tossed it? passed it forward with his hand is yes. that what the rule yeah i had not seen him even close his hand on the puck so i missed that certainly in real time but Video review, I guess if you get it right, uh, you get it right, and they got it right, apparently. I don't know, would there have been a delayed game penalty had they gotten oh, absolutely. that wrong? Yeah, yeah. So they must have known what they were looking at and looking for, and you're right, it was an oddity. Both teams, and they were both power play goals. They were both wiped off the board in the same period. The out-of-town scoreboard yesterday, the Carolina Hurricanes took another step forward toward nailing down a Metropolitan Division title. Canes down the New York Islanders 5-2 to two at UBS Arena. Philadelphia played spoiler in a 4-1 win on home ice against Pittsburgh yesterday. And the Boston Bruins went to Montreal. They won 5-3 over the Canadians. So looking at the Eastern Conference standings with five days to go, this is what you got. Carolina's in first, 112 points, two games to go. New York Rangers have three left, but they are now four back of Carolina in second. Pittsburgh regulation lost. They stay in third at 101. And the Capitals, by virtue of the shootout point, they do get to 100, but they still sit in the second wild card spot, one point back of Pittsburgh. Remember, they don't win the tiebreaker with anybody. They've got to pass if they're going to get that upward mobility that we've been talking about. Pittsburgh only has two games left this week. Capitals have three. Some good news is Pittsburgh plays tomorrow. They're playing Edmonton, and the Oilers are trying to knock down home ice, so they've got something to play for. But what it all comes down to, I think, and Ben, obviously this can still change depending on what happens in the next few days, with the events of Sunday now leading into Monday and looking ahead to tomorrow on Tuesday, the New York Rangers is becoming a bigger possibility. Still very much could be Florida, but the Rangers are not likely to catch Carolina if they're second and the Capitals do pass Pittsburgh, remember there's no Tristan Jari in Pittsburgh at this point, and goaltending is an issue. Louis Domingue played in that game yesterday. It is at least more likely, far from a lock, but the Caps would see the New York Rangers next week. Yeah, and we'll know a lot more about the Rangers' status also after tomorrow night. They have a big one. The Rangers take it on Carolina at Madison Square Garden. If the Hurricanes win tomorrow in New York, that's it. Hurricanes are the one seed in the Metropolitan Division. And they'll face the first wild card team, and the Rangers would be locked into the second seed in the Metro and face the third place Metro team, if you follow all that. But basically, we're looking at uh, tomorrow night, Carolina and the Rangers. That could determine those two teams' fates. And if the Rangers happen to beat the Hurricanes in regulation, well, then you throw all that out the window. They're going to have a lot of jockeying still over the next few days, not unlike the Capitals and the Penguins here, jockeying for third in the Metro. So... Don't make your travel plans just yet, Caps fans, or if you are, make sure you have good cancellation policies. Indeed, and keep in mind, for the Carolina Hurricanes, Antiranta got hurt yesterday, and they are down to maybe their third and fourth string goaltenders until they can get either Anderson or Ranta back. That comes up tomorrow night. Caps and the New York Islanders, a lot more coming up about the game with the Isles on tomorrow's show. It is at 7 o'clock tomorrow night on 106.7 The Fan. Hear the game anywhere on Caps Radio 24-7. We always recommend that. Hear it for free at CapsRadio247.com. Hey, Ben, have yourself a healthy Monday, will you? Happy Monday, John. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Cap! 
Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.